Okily dokily, let's put on our game faces. Game on! Woo! This is Bronco Nation, a Midwest communications podcast. Here's your hosts, Jordan Lass and Jim Lawless. Bonus episode of the Bronco Nation podcast. Uh, you're usually getting one episode a week, but uh, big week for Western Michigan. So I was like, you know what? Carolyn Binder is going to join me at the introductory press conference for uh, new men's basketball coach Dwayne Stevens. So I was like, why don't we get together afterwards and kind of talk about our first impressions of Dwayne and all that kind of stuff, uh, especially considering what you do with Western calling um, – you know, softball and basketball and the other things that you do. So uh, before we get into anything, got to mention our sponsor, Zemlick. Check them out, zemlick.com, their brick-and-mortar location off of Stadium Drive in Ashtamo Township. Um, you know, no matter what kind of office you got, large, small, medium, they've got everything you need, zemlick.com. If you go there, they've got uh, free offers, daily specials, that kind of stuff. Check them out, zemlick.com. But Carolyn, um, just a quick question. We can get further in depth. Uh, just a couple of thoughts as your first impression of Dwayne Stevens. I love this hire. I love this hire for Western Michigan. I love this hire for Kalamazoo. I love this hire for this guy. I don't know. I mean, obviously, we know, we know the name. We know where he came from, all the rest of it. But... This is awesome. This is the epitome of following your dreams, doing the grind, putting in your time, and getting what you deserve on the on the other side. Yeah, and that's something that you know really shined through in that press conference. Um, you know, as somebody that really appreciates my process and does a lot of reflecting and um, you know thanking the people that helped me get to where I am. I just kind of really, you know, related with him and he got very emotional talking and you could just tell this was a job that he wanted. This is something that he worked for. You know, he had talked that he had opportunities in years past uh, with schools right here in Michigan. And Tom told him, no, 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 this isn't yours. This isn't for you. And, you know, when this one came along, he was like, this is it. Yeah. And I really liked that perspective. I liked that that was pointed out and that was talked about because I think, that isn't done enough when new people are introduced. I feel like that press conference was the best way for us to get to know him and for him to get to know us as a community. And I really liked that perspective. And that told me as a little bit of an outsider in terms of just, hey, where's this guy coming from? To hear like he has had opportunities and he has been tapped and he's been able to say no, right? to continue to groom himself and grow under the legendary Tom Izzo, yes. that does not bode any better for us as fans and alum and the rest of it watching Bronco basketball. I think we're in for a real treat. I do too. And, you know, they opened up some questions to the media. And, of course, myself being media, uh, I just asked them, you know, Everybody's going to ask you about basketball and on the court stuff. I want to know how do you like Kalamazoo? Um, you know, how did a city like Kalamazoo, you know, figure into your decision making in bringing more to what you said? He was very glowing about Kalamazoo. His wife worked here for 10 years, so there was a connection here. Um, 
and he even said it was a match made in heaven. And I think you hit it on the nose. We're going to get a guy that cares about this community. And, you know, he addressed his players during that press conference. I don't know if you noticed that, but there was a lot yeah. of times where you could tell he was speaking right to them saying, you know, we want community leaders and stewards of our community and things like that. So that's for me, because yes, I love success. I mean, you guys know I, I'm big on winning, you know, <laughs> call me tough or whatever. I love winning. But at the end of the day, the thing that I love more than winning is my community here in Kalamazoo. So I don't know how you feel about it, but knowing that he's you know, going to really work for our community. That's a big thing for me. Being sports people, does anybody not like winning? I mean, that, that's <laughs> I the mean, real question. I <laughs> I had to ask it. However, I, I agree with you. I'm also, this is a little bit about me. I'm a double major in broadcasting and social psychology. So the social psychology part of me comes out in these times when we're digging into the people behind the winning. Who's going to get us the wins? How are they going to get us the wins? That's what I'm asking from my social psychology brain. Yeah. And the important piece to me was and is authenticity, right? Absolutely. And Dan said it, Robin Hook said it in the introduction, the short introduction. Dan said it. You can talk about authenticity all day long. He showed it. Yeah. And he and you said you just said it by directly addressing his players directly addressing the community, directly addressing the fans that are going to be there, that are going to support him and back him up as he's going through this process. And so if you're just maybe a casual fan that has an opinion, which you can have an opinion, and your opinion is made out on social media all day long, and that's fine, but those are the opinions that are normally like, well, he's not winning, get rid of him. I, I urge us to listen to that part of it and really soak in the human side of Dwayne Stevens. Yes. And say, this is the guy that's going to get us those wins. May not be tomorrow. No. But the other piece, and I know I've said this to you and I've said this on your other podcast that I was on, do they buy in? Does the team buy in? And yeah, I didn't. We didn't talk directly to the team, but the entire team was there. Yeah, and they were glued on him. They were following him. They were absorbing him. And so you know that Dan Bartholomew used them as part of that process yes. to find this guy. Mm-hmm. And I think those factors alone, regardless of the instantaneous wins, because we all want instant wins. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not going to call their record next year. I don't want to do that. But I, I, I don't think anyone needs to be in the business of that next year. Right. But you know people are going to be like, oh, well, if he's not. Well, they know. will. And it's like what you got to remember is, I mean, there's no bones about it. This program, it need it needs to be built back up. You know, they the Dan's big thing, when he started, he showed the the – photo of a full university arena absolutely haven't seen that in a while and dj went back to it Dwayne, he called himself dj so i think we're i haven't met him yet uh, yeah, but i feel like we're, we're i think just we're there DJ. We're, we're there <laughs> coach stevens we're automatically there coach stevens pointed to the the overhead and said i want that picture here at university arena i'm going to get that picture yep. and he's 
he's not just words. He was showing that emotion. He was showing how much he cares about this opportunity. Mm -hmm. And we said this off the air before we came on here. When he goes into some recruit's living room, that authenticity is going to transfer, and that's where the talent's going to come back tenfold. I don't remember who it was from WZZM uh, Channel 13 up in Grand Rapids. Remy Monahan. Yeah, he asked, you know, basically, what's your pitch for that kid in, in the living room? And he basically said, do you want to win? I've been a winner everywhere I've gone. Yeah. Do you want to win? And he's got the record to prove it. I mean, he hasn't done it on his own yet, but, you know, he's he's got some confidence. I mean, think about it. It's like he gets in a situation, he, you know, he's trying to figure something out, whatever. He's got Tom Izzo to call. He's got Tom Crean to call. If I don't know the answer, I have guidance from Tom Izzo. I have guidance from Tom Crean. I have... Greg Campy, throw his name in there. Of course. I mean... Well, I was going to let you say that. <laughs> <laughs> he, they did, he, I will say, Coach brought up Greg because that was one of his first coaching gigs was my alma mater, OU. And as soon as he said that, I started fist pumping, even though I think Greg needs to be let go. Um, yeah. <laughs> Still has clout behind it. When you say Greg yes. Campbell, people know who you're talking about he and built take a him seriously. Division two program and has built it into what it is now. It's impressive, hundred percent. And I think that is the the instant. If you want to talk about an instant model, that's something. And, and I'm not saying Western Michigan is rinky, of course no. not. But in terms of we're we're not a blue blood. We're not a Duke. We're not a Michigan Kansas. State. We're not a yeah. But but we have the guy that was on the staff that was doing his thing at Michigan State. Why can't we be the next Butler? Exactly. Why can't we be the next, I don't know, Valparaiso? You know, these schools that took time, but they just, you know, got to a place where they needed to go. Um, and I think he's set up well. Like, Southwest Michigan is fertile for recruiting. And I think that's one of the things that you and I really touched on before we went on the air is that recruiting aspect that's everything that, that that's it bringing talent to Kalamazoo that is it period done if you are not recruiting if you are not effectively recruiting and you're not effectively recruiting the right talent for your vision and your program you're done mm -hmm. and I think he's got all of the pieces in place. He's got the the right mindset. We don't the you know we don't know we what we don't know is that in action as a head coach. But I'm gonna <laughs> rely on a quote from PJ Fleck: "You're not a head coach until you're a head coach." And he's off and running, obviously, right? Yep. And did a lot of good things at Western Michigan. You're not a head coach until you're head coach, but he's got the right teachers behind him and the right guidance and the right mentors. I'm talking about Coach Stevens now that, okay, well, he's going to go be a head coach now, and it's it's his time. Mm -hmm. And we heard that a few times in today. And yeah. it, it is his time. I truly believe that. And, you know, I think – because I had said it before, like, you know, um, I thought it was a really good hire or very solid hire – um, you see schools like Western make the wrong decision all the time. And I, I really do feel this was the right one. Um, I can't go as far as Tom Crean went and say it's like a slam dunk, like home run out of the park. Um, 
Because this probably is his final gig. That's what he's hoping. I'm I'm assuming he's probably not gonna use you to go to another program. He's you know at in his early fifties, mid fifties. You don't want to be trying to do that. And a la Andy Murray did for Western Michigan hockey. And that and that is where it's like. Yes, I can say that, but we have an example right here in Kalamazoo that showed, hey, you know, yes, it might be his, you know, his swan song, that kind of thing, but look what Andy built. So it's like DJ Dwayne can do the same, you know, build this program. And when he decides that, you know, it's time, he can hand it off to the next person. I love that idea. Because the next Tom, like the, our own Tom Izzo. Exactly, because at that stage, it's planned, right? If we, I mean, we're already talking about his retirement, and he's not even coached a game for us yet. But that's fine. That's what we do, right? We look forward and all the rest of it. But why not make that okay, normalize that? Yeah. Because if he's building the right thing and it's a planned handoff, Yep. then it's going to be done seamlessly. It's not going to be done in this patchwork. Oh, shoot, now we have to go find another whatever. Well, it was like, like you had brought it up at the press, presser, uh, you know, the seamless transition from Murray to Fur. She sometimes forgot Murray wasn't on the bench. Yeah. I mean, it was that seamless, but then it's like you went from Hawk to Clayton, and it just all kind of felt jerky, and there was no, like, s- smoothness to it at all. Well, I mean, there was this thing called COVID in the middle of all that, which... And it's like they... And that's one of the other things, you know, I kind of think about. It's like they didn't do anything like that for Clayton. Could they have? Yeah, exactly. With COVID, we don't know. Right. Um, Yeah, and it's just, again, I I think Clayton can succeed somewhere. I just think he was put in a very impossible situation. Yeah, we we touched on that the last time I was in here. Uh, That situation in general was just impossible from everybody's standpoint. And I think everybody did the best that they They could could. in the moment with what was in front of them. But circumstantially, if that's a word, it was just not, it was not a good situation because think about what we just talked about. The keys to building success in a long term plan is recruiting. That is number one. And when you're a brand new head coach, you have COVID. You, you don't have COVID. There's COVID going, going on, on. Right. <laughs> the the recruiting process was burned to the ground just for everybody. And there just wasn't when you're brand new in that position, Coach Bates didn't have anything to go from. To, to have that long-term success in any way, shape, or form. So they're just kind of doing the best they can with what's in front of them. And what we got is what we got. And I don't think you can expect anything more. And Mm-mm. so I think in this environment where we currently are, he's going to move on, get the experience that he needs and to then back to it. be successful. And then, yes, come back around to it in some other form with, some, with another school and – Take them to the promised land. You know, it was it. It's funny that you bring that up because personally, somebody I was really attracted to uh, was Laval Jordan. You know, younger from Albion, strong ties to Southwest Michigan. You know, played at Michigan, 
was an assistant there, went to Butler, got a raw deal. Um, but again, that was the type of guy he was going to come to a Western, you know, three, four or five years and then probably leave. So that was, may have been one of the deciding factors. And I'm okay with that. I think there's just, there's two camps and we've covered both of them. I think for a long-term success at this level for Western Michigan, for what we have in this moment, we cannot ask for a better guy at the helm than Dwayne Stevens. No. Nope. I did catch up with my favorite coach, Shane Clipfell, and he was, which... Again, the community came out at large. The, the women's basketball program was there, yep. which was awesome to see that. The student section, the zoo, had uh, the Brigadier Bronco, yep. and he was out there. I saw, and so the students were out there. Lou Esposito was there. Yes. I didn't see anyone else from the football program. doesn't mean it, they weren't there. Right. But, yeah, I, Lou stuck out. So I love it, and I had a quick couple of words with Coach Shane, and he's excited for his new colleague, and when he – talk about that and you know everybody's getting a new colleague and you like to like your colleagues right so I think that it's going to be awesome well and and Dwayne had even said that um like half the university had reached out to him and he he had tapped uh Dan on the shoulder and he was like I think at this guy's direction um so yeah it's it's gonna take the university the community excuse me everyone just kind of buying into him and letting him do his thing and you know, I'm going to say it right now, next year, I mean, I wouldn't expect a ton. But what you're going to be watching for is that growth and, you know, that upward trending movement. 100%. And that's where I like to bring my social psychology education into what are we looking at and kind of temper and help fans temper expectations from that standpoint because... Don't go in expecting a MAC championship. Correct. Although... That was talked about a number of times, which is great. I think that's part of these that that is something that needs to be heard and needs to be said, one of those things. Yes. But in terms of, okay, how are we actually going to get that done and are we actually going to get that done? I fully believe based on seeing the man that was at the podium speaking and how he was speaking, that's the piece that's the buy-in piece yep. from a community standpoint from a team standpoint but that being said don't expect that tomorrow no no um yeah it's I'm, I'm not trying to say anything negative it's just you know um I think we've gotten to a point where the program where the only direction you can go is up and that's okay because it happens to every program we could either just keep going how we're going or we could go up so that's okay. And, you know, Western and Dan made a statement with that hire that, you know, the status quo is not good enough. We want more. 100%. And again, in the situation where we are, on its face, right, the tr- struggles and the challenges that the men's basketball program has been experiencing recently for whatever reason, right, it, there's still struggles. Mm-hmm. Optics, like, on its face, who really wants to come here? Well, this guy really wants to come here. Yeah, right? clearly. Really wants to come here. And they talked a couple of times about the recruiting uh, the recruiting of him and the group that helped suss him out. And I think we talked about that the last time I was on the podcast. 
I liked the fact that Dan was going to a recruiting group to say, yeah. hey, help me out. And I th- believe it's the same group that recruited uh, Mel Tucker mm-hmm. to MSU. Yeah. So uh, they know what they're looking at. And clearly, from all sights and sounds, this is another one of those. This is going to be another one of those situations. And I think from where the program has been, this is the way to go up. Yep. And you just hit it on the head, the status quo. You can kind of just keep it moving in the direction that it's going and you know eventually it'll get better cool dan said not good enough yep so and i wanted to bring that up i think hearing the way dan talked about situations and what decisions were decisions were made in that kind of thing i got the impression that anyone thinking you know maybe maybe clayton actually walked away yeah i don't think that happened and that's okay. I mean, however it happened, it happened. It did. And however he's going to move forward, I I truly, I've said this a thousand times, I truly believe he will be a successful head coach given the right opportunities and yes. given, given the right tools that just did not happen and could not happen given COVID and the rest of it during his head coaching tenure at Western Michigan. Yeah, I agree. And one of the things you mentioned too, I had just left – but you said he brought up the portal um, and how he's not going to use it to like basically build a program, but it's going to be more of those situational things, and it it has its place. Yeah, it has its place, which I, you and I agree on that, and I fully feel like if you are going to be successful in this environment, you have to embrace it. Do you have to love it? No. No, you don't. But do you have to know how to use it effectively? Yes. And his statement, we can play it if you want to, but I can also just recap it. He basically said we're going to use the portal in situations for short-term gains. So we need a specific position or we need um, a specific type of shooter, what have you. We're going to go get that through the portal. He's not planning, obviously, to build his program around the portal, but I don't think anybody thinks you should. Well, and if he needs to talk to anybody about the portal, he's got his old boss, Greg Campy, and somebody who really, before the portal was a thing, was guy scooping up guys from, you know, power fives that needed a second chance. Correct. So it's like, you know, Greg Campy doesn't build his recruiting off of it, but he gets that team relevant every year because, it, I mean, this past year he got uh, Kane, whatever his first name was. He gets those guys, so it's like – they are to be had. They're available. The way that he stated that was just basically like, hey, we're going to plug specific tools in with the portal. We're going to have our foundation around sustained recruiting, and we're going to have our rotation and that foundation around that sustained recruiting philosophy that he has. But then we're going to add those additional tools with the portal. So I think that's the mix that you've you've got to get at. And to be honest, like the fact that he's not some young gun with that opinion, I think that's awesome. You know who could learn a thing or two from Dwayne Stevens? Our good friend Jim Lawless. The one who's not here. So that's why we can talk about the portal freely. <laughs> because anytime we bring it up when he's here. He just plugs his 
ears and just he, he does the what is it with the guy from Dumb and Dumber? He's like la 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 yeah, yeah. la 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 la. That's Jim. We had a, we had an argument about it yesterday. But that's why Jim, maybe Jim's not here. But that's okay because <laughs> we we need to be talking freely about the portal. We don't yes. need to be afraid of it. And I Dwayne Stevens is not afraid of it. I love his philosophy about it. I love the way that he's embracing it, but not going full force. Yes. So that that tells me that's another kind of just like insider, like that's a piece of longevity that adds longevity to his plan, mm-hmm. right? And tells me, even though he has not been a head coach on his own with his own reins of a program, he's got enough experience to say those things and believe that and and act upon them as a head coach. He's he's in a good spot. He's got nowhere to go but up and he's got my seal of approval. He's got your seal of approval. I know Jim was a big fan of it. So it's going to be really exciting to see what he builds in the coming years. Um I think I've gotten to all my thoughts. What do you think, Carolyn? I can't wait. I, now I can't wait for basketball. I, I already couldn't wait for basketball season, and that's why I was hoping to talk a little longer with Coach Clipfell. I said I did catch up with him a little bit before the press conference started. Unfortunately, it went a little longer than we both thought, which is fine because yes. Coach Stevens deserves to be congratulated, but I just can't wait for basketball season now. Me too. Oh. It's going to be a fun fall. I mean, football, it's going to be a very interesting year for them. Uh, what happens with the hockey program. So this coming fall, um, yeah, it's going to be fun. I uh, want to mention our sponsors one more time, Zemlick.com, their brick-and-mortar location in Oshtemo off of Stadium Drive. Check them out, Zemlick. Uh, they've got all of your office needs, daily specials, free offers, Zemlick.com. Uh, Carolyn, thank you for coming in. Always as a pleasure. As much as I love sharing microphones and having three people in a hot and sweaty studio it's kind of nice to be here just the two of us anytime i do miss jim but anytime and go broncos i'm probably gonna take you up on that go broncos thanks for listening to another episode of the bronco nation podcast stay tuned for next week's episode